Hello, welcome to the Dear Writer podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Ashley. We're two aspiring collaborative authors sharing our writing journey with you. The ups, the downs, and everything in between. Whether you're just starting out or a more experienced writer, we hope that you'll find this podcast inspiring and thought-provoking. And here's the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to Dear Writer. Today we're recording episode 132 and we are continuing our discussion about plotting your novel and hopefully giving you a little bit of a guide of at least what we do and hopefully it can provide some you know, assistance if one, you're interested in trying plotting or have never written a novel before and are looking for some way to plot out the idea you have in your head. Uh, so last week was part one of this episode, so feel free to go back and check it out. We talked a lot about story structure and also the origins of why we plot, basically. Uh, so I feel like it was <laughs> yeah. quite an interesting discussion, so you can go check that out. That was episode 131. But this week, as I said, we're continuing that discussion and we'll hopefully give you you know, a little bit more color on how we do it. So the first question that I thought we could start with was about novel templates and whether we think you should use one um, and what are the benefits or drawbacks if you do choose to use one. So Sarah? Like I alluded to in the last episode, I have used a template before and I think they can be helpful, particularly if you are new to plotting. They can help you hit the right points and make sure you're building tension and stakes progressively over the course of the novel and that you're setting yourself up for success. I think they do give you some good marker points along the way. And again, repeating myself (laughs) from the last episode, those marker points can be really good motivation to keep you writing as well. Because you know, if you know you're midway through Act 2, then you, it's like, you know, hallelujah, you're halfway. Uh, whereas <laughs> if you aren't following any template or not plotting at all, then you may not know how close you are to finishing, which can be a really daunting feeling. So the issues for using them, as a lot of people will tell you, is that often people feel put into a box by a template and like they can't be flexible or that it makes your novel feel very scripted and formulaic. I don't really believe this is the case, but I think it does depend on how you view templates just in general. Because I think if you do believe that, um, and you go into thinking that's what you're going to get, then that's probably what you will get. And you probably will end up with something scripted and formulaic because you won't be putting your soul into that book. If you're like me, I kind of view templates as a kindly friend to help you along the way. Um, (laughs) Then you'll likely have a much better experience. Um, My advice would be that if you do use a template, choose one that you are excited to use and that feels like a good fit and know that it's there to help you put things down in a logical format. It's not there to stunt your ideas. You're still the boss. You can always trash the template if it's not working for you. And just know that there's many available. I mentioned in the last episode, I use StoryGrid. We've talked about the three-act structure. We've talked about the hero's journey. I know that there's there's a book that I read called Save the Cat Writes Novel. Um, they have like quite an interesting and good template in there as well um which is based on the save the cat 
template, which was originally formulated for uh, TV or script writing and for movies and such. But this particular writer, I'm trying to remember the writer's name. I have a feeling the first name is Jessica, but I can't remember the surname. So (laughs) sorry, Jessica. I'm pretty (laughs) sure it's Jessica. It would be embarrassing if it wasn't. Jessica Brody. I'm glad that I at least got the first name right. There you go. <laughs> Good work. Clearly, <laughs> I got a personal connection with her. <laughs> so for me, I think personally, I don't use a strict <laughs> template. And when we write together, we kind of have our own processes we'll go through later and don't really follow a strict template either. However, I feel like if you think a template will help you, go for it because I find, well, at least for me and for a lot of writers, I think the hardest part of writing your novel is actually starting it. And I feel like templates can really help you in that process, uh, especially because a lot of the time you can be stuck trying to map out your novel. You're struggling to see the, you know, the overall plot. You might have that one little idea, but you're struggling to turn that into something that Struggling to see the wood for the trees. That's what came to mind when you started to say that. <laughs> yes. So I think templates have a place there. But like Sarah said, I think it's important to view them as something that's helpful, not a script to follow, yeah. if that makes any sense. So I feel like it's very good to envision where your book can go uh, and you know give you a little guiding hand along the way but I don't think that they're you know a compulsory thing that you must do I feel like if you feel like they might assist you then go for it or if you're like me an outline might do just as well I agree on our last interview with AJ Skelly uh, she had mentioned that it's whatever works for you and I very much feel that too (laughs) if it's work for you And I think her exact quote was, whatever works for you right now, because it changes all the time. Yeah, it was a great quote. So you can check out that episode. But yeah, whatever works for you right now is what you should go with. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. The next little point I thought we could chat about was whether or not you should plan out your subplots. Well, it's very much... One that I would say to some extent. (laughs) Yes, I have the same thing. I have written yes and no. (laughs) I was going to say, so plan some, but if others spring up along the way, that's okay. Like I feel, well, to start with, I feel like without subplots, obviously the main plot can feel a little bit empty, especially in a full-length novel as opposed to a novella. And so you definitely want to have a few planned And usually a couple subplots that involve your protagonist or a secondary character in more detail as they often have intertwining threads with your main plot. And you kind of want to have the ones that like hook in really deeply to your main plot. You kind of want to have those planned because they might affect the outcome of your main plot. But, you know, other subplots, particularly between more minor characters, naturally emerge when writing, and these can add just as much to your book. So there's no need to prune them too heavily. Although if 
it's like completely unrelated and you end up going off on like too much of a tangent, then you may want to rethink it. However, some can be planned and in others, it's kind of fine to just let them naturally emerge and do their thing is my general opinion on planning out subplots. Ashley. I'm of a similar, similar vein. Like we don't always plan out all of our subplots, but there are some that we do purposefully include when we are in the planning stages. And these are ones that are critical to, I guess, the overall plot. Uh, this was particularly evident in the ancient Greece book, which has a lot of moving parts. So we had to carefully plan out some of the subplots in that book. And the other ones that we, I guess, don't always necessarily plan out, but kind of have a pulse on throughout the whole thing are a lot of the romantic subplots in our YA. So we might not necessarily in stone plan out what happens in that subplot, but we are aware of them and kind of like, <laughs> You're like this is my viewpoint for like later down the track, but we'll see how it goes. <laughs> like, are we tracking there? Maybe. <laughs> As for any other side plots, just we usually just let them develop organically throughout the story. Because you can't anticipate every single mm-hmm. little thing that's going to happen um, in your novel, even when you've plotted it like we do. So, you know, being open to having surprising subplots that surprise even you as the writer is a good thing, I think. <laughs> that kind of leads well into the next part, which is what does character development look like, or at least look like for us when we're plotting out a novel? So we tend to do the majority of it at the beginning, We've talked a lot about character development in the past, so you can go back and listen to previous episodes on this. Um, But usually we make character sheets and we focus a lot on their history. Like the sheets mainly will be detailing like their history and how it shapes their like current viewpoint and beliefs and kind of where they're at at the moment. So it looks at kind of what their goals are and how they then you start to get an idea of how they might react in different scenarios. And because we are very character focused, once we have the main idea of the plot, it's helpful for us to know the characters and what their life looks like, because it's going to help give you like a grounding point to develop that plot. There are other things, like small nuances often develop along the way and sometimes tweaks need to be made um, as you kind of get to know the character on a deeper level. But I feel if you can get a good grasp on them from the beginning, it really helps when starting writing. And for us, it's really important to have a really good grasp on character, especially the ones that we write together, uh, because we need to make it sound like the same voice. So if we don't have a very good grasp on the character, then we can end up with two very different sounding voices. So (laughs) that's why we like to do very detailed character sheets, especially of ones that are shared viewpoints. I think like when you have a really detailed character sheet at the start, sometimes it can help you unstick plot points that might you know, you're not quite sure where things can go when you're plotting out your book as well, because you're like, oh, well, if Simon's like this, that's not yeah. going to work or whatever, which is really helpful. Um, so, yeah, I said the same thing, like character sheets to begin with are pretty much how our plotting begins, which we then eventually write into our outlines. And we do 
loosely like to have what the end kind of character development looks like. Mm-hmm. So that helps us see where the characters are going and really helps us tie it in uh to the plot and put into our outlines when we're writing that. And because our character sheets have uh, a lot about what the flaws of our characters are and what their strengths are, it helps us write uh, the plot and outline a lot easier because you kind of know how your character might react or you're able to come up with situations that would be particularly challenging for, for them. There's a lot of this in our Ancient Greece book. Our YA book is kind of hard because we've known the characters for so long. In some respects, we don't necessarily need to just, you know, write down um, everything about them before we start, I guess. We kind of more innately know how they're going to react in some certain situations. So that one's a little bit more fluid, I think. I was kind of thinking about at specifically what point we developed the characters and I was going to say for the YA book, I think we had the characters basically before we really had the plot, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it depends on where you view the timeline of our ancient <laughs> Greece book. <laughs> because like, when we first came up with the idea for the ancient Greece book, we didn't have the characters. However, because we had like a failed start attempt, like when we replanned it, we kind of knew the characters and we also I think we actually also researched the historical ones before we even started writing the plot outline. So mm. I think kind of in both scenarios <laughs> we had the characters before the plot, you could say. Yeah. Even though yeah. sort of with the um, like the ancient Greece is kind of like sort of but the ancient Greece one, because it was a f- it was a false start. You're kind of like we. I feel like we needed the characters first to like replot it out. Mm, yeah, exactly. Because that that made us like a false start because we didn't really have all of that detail. Yes, I agree. Very roundabout way of getting character first. <laughs> a long journey. <laughs> character first, and then plot. Even before, like, but when I was like trying to explain, like even before like the main idea, I feel like in in some yeah cases yeah. like like literally the character like the first thing that we we know, <laughs> which is kind of weird because I kind of thought that it was more the general idea first, but I don't know that it really is for us. <laughs> anyway, sorry we digress. Thinking out loud. Um, so now I thought we could give you. Uh, an overview of how our novel plotting goes. Uh, So Sarah, do you want to start off with this? So we generally do it in a couple of phases. First, we have a really long discussion. The idea scattergun. Where we kind of spitball ideas. (laughs) We take notes. This usually lasts several several hours. And ideas. (laughs) Yeah, several thousand ideas and several hours. Yes. (laughs) This is the part where I throw stuff at Ashley and she's like, that won't work or that will work. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, ooh, ooh, but wait, what a... So that's that part. (laughs) Yeah. And then Ashley, like, bounces off that. She'll be like, hmm, yeah, but... I can't really see that, or I can see that. And what if we add this to it? And I'll be like, oh my God, that makes it more exciting. 
So <laughs> that's how that goes. And then we formulate a general outline from those notes. I take notes, but also Ashley takes notes so that at least we kind of have a double up on those because mine are not always necessarily that legible. (laughs) And then after we've come up with the general outline, which is usually a few pages long. Yeah, um, I've written like one to three pages, (laughs) depending on the novel and how detailed we are being. So then we take that and then divide it out into individual chapter plans, um, expanding the bigger plot points into small plot points. And yeah, that's basically how we do it. Although it would, I'd say this process is usually fairly long. I was thinking about it in terms of time. And last time I think it took us like probably a couple of months almost to come up with the entire Last time, it, we've been a lot more purposeful about the way we planned last time. And I think, you know, it, it did take us quite a while because, you know, well, we had other stuff going on. But, I mean, like, our, our chapter plan, like, is a good, I don't, I don't even know how many pages. Like I want to say, like, 25, 50. I, I was, I was going to say 40 pages for the Ancient Greece book, I think, for the chapter plans. So it's a long outline. Yeah, some of them are like over a page long. Yeah. And I think even the um, third YA book, Darkness Set Us Free, that was quite a fairly long process as well. Not quite as long as the Ancient Greece book, mostly because it had less research, but we still were a lot more purposeful than before when we set out those chapter plans. And some of them were quite lengthy as well, from what I can recall. Because I think you did the general outline last time and I did the chapter plans right yes yes because I just remember it took me what felt like forever <laughs> well because the outline kind of ballooned out of control as well <laughs> the outline ended up being like a 4,000 word like basically essay on the history <laughs> of ancient Greece with a time traveler in it um <laughs> so that's kind of how we do it <laughs> Yeah, and I think it works really well. I think the the chapter plans are, one, a really helpful thing to do, and two, mm-hmm. well, because it kind of like, it's like progressively breaking the story down into smaller chunks. Like, I don't know how other people work and if other people have specific chapter plans, but they, it's like bite-sized story pieces. <laughs> I which, like that you, you can, like, it's like a guide. You open it up, you look at the chapter plan, and you're like, okay, so I've got to, like, somehow work this point, this point, this point, this point, this point into it. And so, like, it gives you markers even within each chapter, Mm -hmm. which I really like. Because otherwise I just wouldn't know what to do. I'd be like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing right now. (laughs) And it's surprising how even though having, like, a fairly detailed chapter plan, um, how much variation and deviation is still possible when you're writing them. (laughs) Like, to some of you, if you're panting, you're like, oh, it sounds, like, so structured and, you know, I don't know if this is for me. I think you'd be surprised at, like, how many different ways different events can unfold. and Or, like, how how long it can sometimes feel between point to point. Because sometimes I'm like, oh, my God. Like, 
I've got to get from like this point to this point and I don't even know how I'm going to do it, but there's like going to have to be like a bunch of stuff that happens in, in between and I'm going to have to like just make it up as I go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whereas other times it'll be a little bit more scripted and I'll be like, okay, well, at least I don't have like ages to write because then I'm a very compact writer and if I don't know what I'm doing, then like sometimes the chapters end up really short. So... <laughs> I am always the opposite. So Ashley finds when it's like a super long chapter, she struggles to get the points in, whereas I'm like, and then they did this and this and this. Okay, the end. (laughs) Yeah. Probably why we work well together, because we're like (laughs) slightly different in that regard, so we can kind of edit each other's down to like the perfect reasonable length. (laughs) Yes, I agree. Uh, so given we've told you how we outline we've kind of touched on the next part already but i thought we could address it specifically so that's how rigidly do we stick to our plot outline sarah so it depends on what the points cover you know if it's something integral to the plot then we definitely try to work it in somewhere in the chapter but how we get there is as i was alluding in the last question is entirely up to us Also, sometimes you'll be writing and it feels like something doesn't quite fit or it doesn't feel right. And you're kind of like, oh, this is going to like change the whole tone of the chapter and it's going to make it really weird. (laughs) (laughs) So sometimes I'll discuss it with Ashley if something needs to change and why I think it would be better if it happened in a different way. Other times making the change is really minor and like so logical that I know she won't mind me straying a bit. So then I explain what I've done later. I'll be like, uh, yeah, by the way, <laughs> this happened. And I'm like, oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> um, and my example is in editing the Lizzie chapters um, with the first half, like splitting it into two chapters was more of a major change um, as it would also change the order of the chapters in the book. Since in our books, we never have the same character perspective twice in a row um so we discussed that but Mm -hmm. there were several other changes that I made which were minor and I told Ashley about them later and she agreed it made way more sense after the changes had been made just very logical they were like total (laughs) no-brainers and so bottom line is we're flexible and it's always better to go with instinct if the plot doesn't quite seem to be working and we figure it out along the way making changes as necessary Ashley, do you have anything to add? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, sure. I was trying to put, like, I was thinking about it. Like, what percentage of the storyline do we think remains intact? I think we probably stick to it about 70% of the time is my guess. Yeah, yeah. That would be about right. <laughs> I would agree with that. So I was like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, because so I was like, you know, that most of it we stick to what's prescribed, but like Sarah said, um, we do deviate on occasion and we are... 30% random subplots. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's like... 20% random sorry. subplots, 10%... Never covered. Yeah. <laughs> Unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Um, so <laughs> when we start writing, we are fully aware that our outline is not going to be perfect and that we are going to deviate at some point. And like Sarah said, you know, we because we co-write, we just generally ask the other person when we think there's a major change coming. And like Sarah said, for minor ones, usually we just kind of go with it and I kind of like, you know, ask for forgiveness 
afterwards, not permission <laughs> for some of the minor ones. <laughs> like, I've done this and I don't think we've ever had a time when we've been like, oh no, that was like the wrong thing to do. Because they're usually fairly logical um, or it just kind of naturally flows in and you're like, oh, if I try and like force this point in, it's going to be really awkward and it's going to like disrupt the flow of the chapter. Because generally by that point, you're kind of in a bit of a vibe and you kind of get the book and you're like, yeah, <laughs> I'm on a roll here. And then you're like, oh, past us didn't quite realize that this wasn't going to work. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so for the last little part of this episode, I thought we would give you guys some tips for plotting if you've never tried plotting before, or maybe you do plot and you're looking for some additional guidance or maybe some tips to help you along. So Sarah? So my thoughts were to give yourself time to stew over the plot first, mm. um, take notes and make mind maps if that helps. Um, and if necessary to generate ideas, you don't need to do it all in one day. Um, as I kind of was saying is that we take ourselves quite a few idea generating type sessions and it takes a very long time after that as well to fully plan it out. So the more detailed you make your plot outlines and the more time that you spend ruminating on the book the easier it is going to be when you sit down to write it. And I've put down to think about it like beginning writing the book in your head to start. Mm. So rather than kind of thinking, oh, like it's going to take me ages before I even get the pen to the page and like that being the start of you writing, you know, you've already started quote unquote writing your book once you start thinking about it and planning the outline, um, putting words to the page is simply formalizing what you've already begun to visualize. And like Ashley was saying in the last episode is that it can actually be quicker doing it that way as well, because um, once you have the plot all written down, then it can be quite quick to actually churn out the chapters. So yeah, um, those are my tips in terms of, planning the the plotting a novel for me i think i'll start off by saying that plotting doesn't have to be this big scary thing that locks you into a story that maybe some people think it is i think it's really helpful to think of it as a tool to help you get some clarity with your story and at least for me i struggle to write when i can't see the end goal so for me plotting is a way to help me get that clarity and to help me see where the story's going which then helps me write better um i think my big biggest tip i guess if you've never plotted before or generally a pantser and are like oh maybe i should try plotting is to start small, maybe begin with a chapter plan, maybe plan out your next chapter. Um, only has to be a few sentences long and then see how it goes from there. So it'd be mm -hmm. my first. Yeah. Try that if you've never. You don't have to make it like a giant, like pages long thing when you haven't ever yeah. plotted before, particularly if you're going from pantsing. It might be even easier just to like, I mean, I think I find the chapter plans helpful, but if you're kind of like not sure about it, then you could even just try putting down some points about like the book mm -hmm. overall, like just an outline. Yeah. But yes. So that brings us to the end of our 
two episodes about plotting and takes us to our mistakes of the month, if we have any. I think Sarah has some of mine, but which I remembered later <laughs> and hadn't written down. The backstory is that I got a new phone and it did not have any of my, you know, was not used to my messaging and all of my words. So um, we did have quite a few hilarious autocorrect issues when we were discussing uh, discussing our Sarah's chapter. So um, we were discussing a particular character. His name is Tamati. And so it's a Maori name. And so Ashley's phone auto-corrected to tomato, which was really great. But yeah, so she's basically just written, I guess it depends who tomato sees more of. <laughs> Although that was rapidly followed by another one, I think. <laughs> yes, which was also a name one. And that was, it was supposed to be Lizzie, but she was like, I was talking about um, basically what Lizzie was doing in this chapter. And she was like, that's logical. Very lizard. Ha ha. <laughs> and she's like, OMG, Lizzie. Again, phone autocorrect issues. I hope they're... <laughs> like, we just rapidly were gaining this list of like random like nicknames for our characters <laughs> yeah. that we'd never thought of before. So that was that was great. Um, and with some hilarious autocorrects that takes us to the end of this episode. So there are still some spots left on our author spotlight section, and you can head on over to our website at lindersoncreations.com and hover your mouse over the podcast tab, and you'll find a drop-down menu if you'd like to be featured on Dear Writer. And next time on Dear Writer, it's our creative exercise. Um, so it should be interesting. We haven't quite decided what we're doing yet for it, but tune in for another episode of Sarah and Ashley try and write random things <laughs> yes um, and if you'd like to know any more about us or any of our writing projects you can visit us at lindersoncreations.com or get in contact with us on Facebook or Instagram under the handle Lindison Creations. if you enjoy the show please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or subscribe on your podcatcher of choice tell your friends about us and we'll be back next week happy writing everyone Thank you.